0: everybody, and welcome to the Garden Statement. My name is Tom Bowen, I am here with Donald
1: Wagenblast. Tom, how are you doing? Doing well. Good to be back. Good to be back, absolutely. Episode 2.
0: Episode 2. Hopefully we are... we're a
1: little bit better than Attack of the <laughs> We are without our
0: uh, third host today. Maddie Wallet uh, was not able to join us for recording, but you will hear her later on in the episode when we do get to our main segment about the band we're covering today. And uh, we did record this a few weeks back, Don, but... Nothing news come out yeah, since no. then yeah it's, it's a
1: fallout boy episode yeah uh, we, we figured you know we're gonna do the let's do the first one come out swinging uh, that's a throwback to the Wonder Years if you didn't pick up on it for our first episode but uh, but yeah I mean nothing really huge has come out about Fallout boy I mean you know they're, they're a band who's you know their current story is pretty much the current chapter I think is pretty much written you know they've they've got their tour coming out this summer with uh, machine gun Kelly and a rotating you uh, first act that they're going to be on and so we kind of felt like it was a good time to kind of talk about you know fall Boy, and we were pretty hard on them i think uh i think people are going to come out and be like you know what like you guys really went into them but i mean listen like they're a great band and at one point in their career they might have been the best emo band ever but they're not right now and so that's kind of where we were at and when we recorded that and You know, I think uh, I've listened to Mania a little bit more since we recorded this, and I feel like I should mention that I do like it a little bit more now. Yeah. But, uh, But, yeah, I mean, most of everything else, though, probably still stands, I would say. No, definitely. I think we made some interesting points just about the career
0: trajectory of the band, where they came from, and how... I think the lasting point that stuck with me was how they're just not a band for us anymore.
1: Yeah, and that's... You yeah, know that's fine. okay. You know we're it's not have to be okay. We
0: understand it because yeah. where they're not making music for people who like them in 2005. No. They're making music for people who like them in 2018 and who want to be fans of theirs now.
1: Yeah, and and I mean luckily enough, you know, they're they're still able to cater to the people who aren't listening to them since 2005 like they haven't gone a show where they haven't played "Sugar." We're going down, like right. "Dance, Dance, Dance" is still. I almost said "Dance Gavin Dance." That would have been <laughs> something else. But uh, like "Dance, Dance" is still very heavily featured in their set, and you know, it's it's just it's just a different time for them, and they're catering to a different audience, which is fine. Yeah. Again, because you know, go get your checks. You know what I mean? Quick but, anecdote uh,
0: about "Dance, Dance." I was at a bar over the weekend,
1: uh, Memorial Day weekend.
0: And they played dance dance, and the bar lost its mind. I bet they did.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's still like a pretty, uh, you know, that's still a pretty heavy hitter. I would say, because so, that was the backup to sugar. We're going down. Yeah, here. absolutely. Was, and we get into all of this in the discussion, which we're gonna play for you guys uh, in a little bit. But uh, but since this is our second episode, last week we kind of or last time we kind of took our we wanted to kind of explain like what it is that we're going to be doing and we don't have to do that now. Right. So we we kind of try to cover some of the big news points uh, that have been coming out and I've got, I've really got two, one of them, uh, the dashboard confessional all time low co-headliner that's coming through this summer, I think is, you know, maybe the tour of the summer because those Absolutely. are two bands who, you know, if you if you're in an amphitheater or it, luckily for us in New Jersey, it's going to be at the stone pony summer stage like, oh. that's going to be a must-see tour. You're going to smell the ocean. You're going to hear All Time Love play their song called The Beach. I'm sure of it. Uh, Dashboard Confessional, I mean, how great is that going to be when they play hands down, like, during the sunset over Asbury Park? It's going to be a wonderful time, and I'm really excited for it. That's probably, I would say, the tour this summer that I'm ready to catch the most. So, I saw Dashboard Confessional play
0: on the Taste, of Taste Chaos. Of Chaos tour. Yep. Two, oh, maybe it was I three think it was two. I think it, it was two. It was two or three summers ago now. And it was, oh boy, Sayosin, yep. Taking Back Sunday, and Dashboard Confessional. And I think Saves the Day actually played yes, that day yes. as well. It PNC. was a big time,
1: like, nostalgia-based tour, so.
0: Uh, I have to say, Chris Caraba sounds so good Yeah. for, I think he's early 40s now, Yeah. and he still belts out, hands down, Screaming Infidelities, cool. and all of the hits like it's 2002. Well, that's I, what you want, right? I gotta say, he sounds really good, so yeah. that's definitely a tour I'm looking to catch this
1: summer, and going back to Taking Back Sunday.
0: They have a pretty big tour this summer as well. And
1: yeah, Coheed and Cambridge, which is the first time that these two bands, who both came up around the same time, yep. in New York... This is the first time they've toured together. And they have the story so far opening up for them they as well, They do, which I think is a really interesting choice for the story so far because they could really go headline a club tour yeah. wherever they want. But the fact that they're taking this swing and going to an older crowd, like they're going to be playing to a crowd that's much older than what they're used to, sure. which I think is a good thing because I think that, you know, they can kind of reach more people that way. And they are eventually going to come out with a new album, I think. Uh, Parker Cannon keeps teasing it on Twitter that, like, they're just never gonna finish it and just keep touring, but I do think that they're gonna get an album out. We may see it by the end of this year, and so you know it would be probably a pretty good idea for them to drop a single uh, before this tour starts. I would guess. Definitely. Um, and Cody and Cambry is teasing their new stuff too, so uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun one. That's PNC Bank Art Center. In New Jersey, I believe. Um, I'm not sure about a Camden date, but... Not sure about a Camden date.
0: No, they're definitely playing out in uh, Jones Beach uh, as well on Long Island at the amphitheater out there in July as well. So I think that that is definitely going to be a show worth seeing. I saw Taking Back Sunday live on that Taste of Chaos store, like I said. haven't seen Coheed live yet, but I have seen Story So Far, and Story So Far always plays a fun live
1: show. They're they're very fun, and they have a great crowd. Um, I, I can see a lot of people... Going to like the amphitheaters of this tour, getting lawn seats, moshing their little hearts out to the story so far, and then just spending the rest of the night, like vibing out to TBS and Coheed for, and just feeling like they definitely got their money's worth out of it, which is what you want out of a summer tour. You know, it's, they're going to be sweating because the sun's probably still going to be out during these. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then of course the big summer tour, it's the last one. So we might as well talk about Warped Tour a little bit. Um, Tom, I know you've never gone. I have not ever
0: gone to work yeah. or actually. so yes, uh, Surprisingly enough.
1: Yeah, but uh, I went. I think it was like six out of eight years at one point. It was uh, impressive. You know, yeah, thanks. I guess I haven't. I, I haven't been to the last two. I'm not going to this one. Yeah, but uh, it'll be nice to kind of uh, see Warp's legacy uh, be left behind, and you know, some really great memories. I know a lot of people have spoken up about how they've gone there and had some really difficult times, and so I think because of that, I think it's kind of. With the way that the scene has kind of gone and the way that some of the bands who have played Warp Tour before have shown themselves to be, I think now is kind of the right time for Warp Tour to bow out so that we can kind of assess what we're doing to create these spaces, particularly in the summer. Creating safe atmospheres,
0: making sure you're going to shows where, you know, people feel like they're in good situations and they're not being set up for, you know a potentially negative situation, just from the atmosphere, you know, no fault of their own, obviously. Right. Um, I think, um, going back to that, like, we're going to be living in a world where there's going to be no more warp Tour. Yeah. And Boozle's been gone for some years now.
1: Yeah, but they'll keep, they'll just keep teasing it, like, it's going to come Like, back. it's going like, to come like, back. It, right? Like, it, like it, the comeback was supposed to be this year, and of now, like, it it's was. not going to be in Asbury, because they've got Shadow of the City. On no, twenty fifth no, uh, and, uh, and see and see surf you'll see here now yeah so like they have both of those in August and September September respectively so like Asbury Park's not gonna want to host that like no. maybe they'll wait till Xanadu finally gets done yeah so that they can have it at a Giant Stadium but years like from now. yeah so um but yeah bamboozle bamboozle stings because like and even like skate and surf never coming back was like like the stuff just hurts what was it it was I think it was two years or three years it was back and then. Yeah. You know, there was three just, years it was back. There was, it was just the debacle at Six Flags. Oh my god. And then there was uh and then they did the two years in Asbury. And the two Asbury years, from what I can understand, were both very successful. I think the
0: one that we went to in twenty fifteen was great. Oh, I was thought great. that they did a really good job like setting everything up. They had good yeah. vendors. The bands were awesome. I gotta say the lineup was really good. Yeah, the lineup
1: was great that year. That was uh the year of the Thrice comeback. They yep. had Thrice there, they had Manchester Orchestra coming off of Cope and Hope. They had modern baseball, who was in the middle of their rise. The Wonder Years, who were, I believe, um, right at the tail end of the Greatest Generation. Closer to heaven. Yep. Um, Gaslight. Gaslight Anthem. Speaking of which, we're seeing by the time uh, this airs, we will be two days away from seeing the Gaslight Anthem. They have reunited. uh, They're doing Governor's Ball, which we will be attending. I am beyond excited for it. I'm so excited for it. Like I keep forgetting that it's happening. Yeah. So then, like, I'm just basically saving my excitement for. The train ride on Saturday. I can't even put into words how I feel. I mean, yeah.
0: obviously, Guess Anthem to Anthem, Don knows this. Yeah. Guess Anthem is my favorite band of all time. Um, I haven't seen them in three years now, since the summer of 2015. Oh. It's almost three years, about two and, and a half. Too long. And, you know, the fact that they're reuniting is amazing to me. Playing my favorite album of all time in full is going to be quite the experience to see live. And... You know, even though they've said that after the dates that they have scheduled, they don't really have anything planned, but they would never close the door on the future.
1: Let's see how the crowds... Yeah. Let's see how they respond to these crowds, because I think these crowds are going to come out big time.
0: We'll see about that. I'm really excited for it, and, you know... Whatever happens after it happens, but I know I'm yeah. going to get to see the 59 sound played in full live yeah. on uh, this coming Saturday. And, and...
1: Uh, we'll also be seeing the Menzingers that day, which is the second thing that I wanted to talk about. Yep. They dropped a new song today, they Toy did. Soldier. Yep. Uh, we just ate dinner. I listened to the song twice on our way from <laughs> nice. the restaurant to your house. Perfect. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited to see that. Manchester Orchestra is going to be there. Uh, Two Changes is going to be there. Always a great time. <laughs> Halsey's going to be there. Uh, I think that's going to be like a big star-making moment for her. For She's sure. doing a big run of festivals yep. this summer, which I'm excited to see. Um, and, yeah, and we got Pusha T, who just body-bagged Drake. Oh, boy. Uh, so that, that'll kind of be his nice uh, victory lap performance for him. Uh, so I'm looking forward to all of it. I think it's going to be a great time.
0: And, you know, it's going to kick off summer festival season. I mean, it gets kind of kicked off by Coachella. But here on the East yeah. Coast, it kicks off summer festival season. Yeah. And, you know, there's... Fallout Boys should play more of these. Absolutely. Well, (laughs) I was taking a look at their tour dates, and their tour doesn't start until August. Yeah. Late August, and then they're running through October. Okay. Gym Class Heroes are playing support on some of those shows. Okay. That's cool. Very cool. Nice little, you know, Gym Class Heroes revival. I didn't know that they came back, to be honest with you. I
1: mean, yeah. Neither did I, but
0: cool. Here we are. Yeah. 2018. Yep. What year is it? 2005 or is it 2018? Fall Out Boy
1: and Gym Class Heroes touring together. Well, I guess the presence of Machine Gun Kelly will tell you exactly what year it is. It's Ooh. 2018, baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's kick it to uh, let's kick it to the Fall Out Boy stuff,
0: right? Absolutely. Enjoy the segment, and we will talk to you soon.
1: We'll be back. All right. So now that the pleasantries are over, we're kind of getting into what I call the meat of the sandwich of this week's episode. And usually, every single one of these episodes is going to be. A big time discussion. It might be about a specific band, might be about a specific album, might just be kind of like something that came up recently that we feel like we need to talk about. And this week, uh, we went with a really uh, simple subject, the career of Fall Out Boy. We'll, well, think about the the band that, think about the way that they got their name. Like, they're named after something that Milhouse from The Simpsons <laughs> came up with. Like, Which sounds named, like, like every, like,
2: DIY basement band that you've ever heard <laughs> yeah, of. Like,
1: <laughs> easily like the most underdog character on that show like comes up with his superhero name of fallout boy and that's like yeah like we'll just work with that um i i think it's great i mean to see what they've become is super it's like super inspirational obviously because like you know follow your dreams and get out there and do everything but i just feel like the way that they've done it has just not been super um accessible to their older fans and that's the problem i think that a lot of bands are going to end up coming up with is how do you stay relevant to the people who first listen to you but yeah. still attract more people right
2: i think their hiatus is super important to look at as kind of that tipping breaking point um because they were you know inactive for so long and they came back as almost an entirely new
0: band that was what was interesting about it was when save rock and roll came out everyone was so on board with it they were like oh man i mean I'll put my hand up. Like, I love that album. I still do. I, I
2: re listened to the entire discography today. And it's an album full of bangers. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they did a really great job I as could a comeback. Do
0: without like the Courtney Love song, and no,
1: and- I, I will go to bat for that song. <laughs> if Courtney Love was not in that song, we would look at Ratatat a little bit differently. Courtney yeah.
2: Love killed Kurt Cobain.
1: She did. She did, and that's a fact. That's a, that's a stone cold <laughs> fact. That I would <laughs> dispute. But, like, but even like the, like the way that Fall Out Boy came back, like they didn't want to just come back and because like if you take a look at when Fall Out Boy came back, they came back 2013. That was really the start of this old school emo band yeah. cashing in on the 10 year anniversary of their album. Right. This was after Jimmy World did Clarity. They also did some shows behind Bleed American. Yeah. Taking Back Sunday took... Uh, Tell All Your friends. Oh my gosh. Tell All Your Friends all around the world. There were tons of bands like popping up and doing anniversary shows. And Follow Why, I think we're kind of just looking at that and be like, if we're going to come back, it's not going to be from this. Because right. they came back at the 10 year anniversary of Take This to Your Grave. Which yeah. would have been perfect if they did a tour like they that. They could have sold that whatever room they wanted to do so, that. But they come back and it's just like, we're not coming back to, to you know rest on our laurels. We're coming back and we're going to collaborate with Courtney Love. We're going to collaborate with Big Sean and Two, two chains. chains and Sir <laughs> Elton John. And like we're going to do whatever we want to do because we realize that we need to be doing this.
0: So I think that that's a good place to start then. Like, they came back at the 10-year anniversary of Take This to Your Grave. And that's what brought them on the scene yeah
2: but they came back as an entirely different band and i think that's even more uh, poignant of than coming back and putting out a new album as opposed to coming back and doing a tenure tour um they came back and reinvented themselves entirely where so when i was going back and listening to the discography today trying to figure out like what's the point where things started to get a little hazy and you can hear it in when they signed the
1: contract uh, with ESPN to play centuries at every commercial break for 6 months during college football break season for 6 months it was yeah. insane
2: <laughs> yeah and but you listen to that and then you're just like it's that kind of boom of growth where i think that was huge specifically because that brings them past that point of even though i think when Folly Do came out it, they were a big rock band but they were still had those tendencies and having those people you know, whether it was, I guess, maybe like a couple years older than the generation that kind of grew up right. with them as still being like, right. oh, they're that emo band.
0: I think like what we forget about now is when Sugar we Going Down came out and like when Dance Dance came out, listen, they were a pretty
1: big pop band. They were, they were on Jek- TL, TRL. Yeah, I mean, and, and like the, the, the CNS Arms race was what, two yeah. on the pop charts? Absolutely. I think um, I think, I'm pretty sure thanks thanks for the memories came up at in the top five as well like they were huge and then like but i think before the hiatus they were really struggling with okay what kind of band are we going to be are we going to be this band that keeps stretching and reaching for you know pop success or are we going to stay true to to what we are and you know i think with with the hiatus and when they came back i think they realized like we don't have to say we're gonna do this one thing. We're gonna be this one thing. We're just gonna be whatever they want. Yeah, and I think the, we want. I think that's pretty evident on Fully Out Dude
0: too, because they were like lacking so much direction. I don't like, care. It was it was <laughs> all over and it's a fantastic album. It's 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 not my favorite album of theirs, just objectively, but like it was very clear that they were trying to like break away from what they were doing.
2: But. On that note, I would disagree somewhat only in what I was listening to these albums today. I was trying to figure out like, okay, now knowing where we're at and knowing where we started, where did things start to kind of get messy in the middle? So we could have kind of predicted where they're at now. And I think if I were to restructure the discography, I would switch Folly Do and Infinity on high.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, because I think Infinity on High is closer to save rock and roll with kind of those anthem pop rock songs, yeah. where Folly Do right. has a little bit more of kind of like that gritty edge basement feel that you would... So I think if you flip it, it feels more of a progression than... Because I remember when Infinity high, on High came out, I didn't like it because it was such a jump from I where they were don't. before. We
0: had this conversation like two weeks ago about how Neon yeah. High just drags. Like there's a part of it where you're just like alright I want to drag I mean, you mean it's, it's
1: 16 songs. It's, you know? it's six that's, w- a lot, that's a lot for that was a lot even back in what was it 2007 that it came out like and it's it's a ton now. Like now if like it's if, like you're putting an album out with like 10 songs yeah, or you're, if you're stretching. putting an album out with 12 songs like whoa like let's reel it in here a little bit but I mean yeah like it's just They've taken such a turn. Like, they're not the band that we want them to be no. anymore. And, and that's I don't okay. Think they're ever going to be, which is yeah. fine. And, like, I feel like the only album that we haven't touched on yet is the one that Centuries was on with American Beauty, American Psycho. Like, yikes. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's the mean, only
2: redeeming quality, I think, of the entire album. I
1: don't even know if Centuries is redeeming at this I point. Think, I think Favorite Record is, like, one of my f- top five Fallout Boy songs. Really I really love that boy. song. I can't but get past the, the rest of it. The rest of the record, yeah. yeah. The rest of it I could do without, like, the fact that like they stopped the movie Big Hero 6 dead in its tracks to play like half of that song Immortals is really cool but I don't think you know in, in Fall Out Boy canon I don't think it's like an essential song to hear to understand like who they are as a band I think like like for me like American Beauty American Psycho was when like I was like okay like I love what you did before you've lost me now I still love them but like it's just like they're not a priority for me and like like mania, like I, I listened to like the new senses fail album with much more um interest than I did listen when I was listening to mania.
0: I just think that they're going for like a much less like for us sound. They're going for a much different generation. Like yeah. they're going for a new generation. And that's okay like, too. But you guys, of pop music, which you guys like,
2: also saw that when the last time you saw them live.
0: Yeah, um, which was when right. they played at PNC with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So like you and when you guys came (laughs) when you guys came back and you're talking about it and you couldn't believe, um, I think they were closing with Saturday or they came on to do Saturday for the encore. And and the girls in front of you were like, "We don't know this song. Like, what? This is a new song." And Don had like a vein bulging in his forehead. Like,
1: (laughs) oh my god. I mean, like how? Like, can you imagine? Like, could you imagine like telling people who saw Fall Out Boy like back in like 2008 be like, "Yeah, one day like fans of this band will not." recognize saturday at all and that's like that's been their set closer since 2003 basically
2: so but what i told you guys when that happened was the span's not for you anymore like they're not not. trying to get which i think is also interesting because when you look at the buying power of people our age like we're the ones kind of coming into the economy and the people that you should be trying to impress because we're of the course. ones buying concert tickets, festival tickets. We have money. We have yeah. disposable income. You're right. Yeah. So we're the ones that are spending their money on music. So I think it's interesting that the turn that they decided to take was towards that kind of the group of 13 year old girls in front of you, <laughs> um, who I guess their parents have buying power. But I just think it's interesting because if you kind of if they held true, and who knows what that if that would have sustained the test of time if yeah. they held true to who they were. What they would be in the eyes of this—I don't know. That's just
1: like I'm, I'm business just trying to speak, make sure but... that like we don't sound like super pessimistic about mm. them either because I don't think they fully let go of where they were because I don't like, think so. Like you can look at their summer tour and be like, well, they're touring with like Machine Gun Kelly, like that's really weird. God damn. It. But like if you look at the <laughs> undercard, like a couple of shows on that tour, every time I die is going to open those shows, which is great. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like they still have their finger on the pulse of like of emo, but they're just not pandering to that crowd anymore. Like, this is the band that really broke 21 Pilots. Like, 21 Pilots right. opens up the Save Save Rock and Roll Arena Tour, and, like, ever since then, their trajectory has Huge. been massive. I mean, they you could argue they did the same thing for Paris, and I think Paris kind of got there on their own before Fall Out Boy kind of took them on that tour with, uh, I think it was those two in AWOL Nation. Yeah. And But, like, so, like, they're taking these young bands who they see potential and who they see maybe getting to the level of a Fall Out Boy, and... Right. You know, look at, you know, Paris is playing Coachella, 21 Pilots, like their third album is probably going to come out this year and it's probably going to be a massive, you know, opening week sales and they're going to headline whatever festival they want from now until 2019 off of that album alone.
0: What I think is amazing is like, yeah, that they still have that pulse and at the same time they still have the ability to pump out top 40 hits like but even, that to me is kind of incredible
2: yeah and we can't knock it with uh, when the last of the real ones came out as their first single off mania i like
0: wilson a lot too to be honest with you well Don't i remember
2: that when that single came out it came up on i think on everyone's spotify discover yeah. or yeah, whatever it was weekly release radar and it came up and i put in like Our group chat, like, guys, this is really good. And Tom was the first one to chime in, being like, I really like it. I was like, like I actually
1: like it too. And I mean, you know, Young and Menace comes out, and all of us are like, Mm? oh boy, like, we didn't think American Beauty, American Psycho could could get any worse. What have we asked for? Um, I thought Champion was interesting, but I think. I think my view of that song is skewed because of Post Malone's involvement in the music video, and I'll put my hand up and admit that. But, like, but yeah, like, When I mean, Post like,
2: Malone gets involved, things just yeah, get weird. Yeah, a
1: big Post Malone fan. Yeah, and it's so weird of me to say, but, like, I, I just think he's, like, a real... Like, I think he's genuine in what he does, which yeah. I think is tough to find in, like, pop music right now, like... Right. Um, and Fall Out Boy are also another band that are, at least, at the very least, they're very genuine... And what they want to try to do, like they fully admitted that the the poor reception of Young and Menace and Champion caused them to go back and rework a lot of Mania. Yeah. So like they're still listening. They still want to do what they want to do. But I mean, I think that you know they're taking other people's opinions of them and they're kind of um, they're kind of like applying it to what they think that they should be doing as a band. I also think that they did that a little too much, and that's probably what led to a lot of the lyrical content on Folly. Right. And why they ended up going on hiatus, like they probably just got to a point where they're like, "Why do we do this anymore? Like we're yeah. we're well off. Like you know, it's just like I, I think the hiatus came at a time where maybe they needed it. Nobody wanted it. Yeah. It was, but maybe was, they like, as individuals nobody, needed it.
0: Yeah. It I mean, what I wanted to say, I think you made a good point there. Like they've they've always been a band that knows what they're doing. Like their artistic content had always has always yeah.
1: always always been fantastic. When they came back, like. 13 songs on the new album or whatever it was they made a music video for all of them it was a connected storyline which was incredible yeah I was think like the
0: Sugar We're Going Down music video is like one of the probably oh, yeah. the
1: most iconic videos of and the even out. like and even like the surprises that they hit like the Dance Dance video when Patrick Stump makes the heart yeah. with his hands yeah. and it actually shows up in like that early 2000s like yeah. Shrek style <laughs> 3D animation you're just like like whoa like who knew this was coming and like and you've got, like, Travis McCoy doing, like, popping and locking in the middle of a mosh pit.
2: But to your point that they've always been this pop band that maybe we don't want to think of them as, as I remember band, yeah. seeing the first time I think I ever heard of Fall Out Boy was when the uh, MTV used to play music videos every morning. Oh, yeah. So oh. I used to have the music videos on. 100 years ago. Right, as, <laughs> I, as I got ready for school. And I've always kind of been inclined to those music. But you also have to remember that Dance Dance came out when I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, me too. Um, so I had it
0: on my first iPod mini.
2: Yeah, so when that's kind of as I was discovering my own music taste and that video came on and I completely clung to the song, but I was introduced to the song via whatever was on MTV, whatever that program was. So they were this kind of top 40... Big band, right. whether or yeah. not we want to think of them that way. I mean, back in,
1: ended up getting TRL play.
2: Yeah, so back in 2005, when I was introduced to them, they weren't this basement band that I like no. to think of them as.
0: But they're also that was also symptomatic of the music scene at the time.
1: Yeah. Like, like, like well, Hawthorne probably, Heights was seen, also that was usually was say, followed you by seen saying sorry for Ohio's for lovers right after the dance I, yeah. dance video. Yeah. I don't on.
0: think like Sugar were going down or Dance Dance would get radio play these days like on top forty if that's know. what they came out with no, no. and I think no. that
1: you know like right now I think their music is like they're taking they're taking what's popular right now and they're kind of they're kind of just like turning it into what they do and like you can't knock it for that because guess what Paramore's doing it too yeah and it's also awesome. not like they're the only one Panic at the Disco is doing it too like they're, yeah. all they're you know there's there's like, merit to what they are doing those because are they're reacting to those are bands that I
0: think like I associated at least with that like middle school era for me yeah and they've all shifted into like different aspects, like different niches of pop music. You yeah. know, Power Around, I mean, obviously it's not as new now. It's new to me because I listened to it for the first time. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, Almost a year after it came out. It's got this like fantastic 80s pop sound to it that is so different. Like, yeah. And then I listened, you know what I listened to right back to back with it was Brand New Eyes. And it's got such like. Yeah. It, it doesn't even sound like the same band. Yeah. But I
2: think what's also interesting when you look at all of those is that the pop segment that they have transitioned into are very different segments of pop
0: yeah,
1: yeah. so like they paramore you, like there, there's a level that paramore is going to reach mm-hmm. and then that's going to be like their ceiling like fallout boy just kind of keeps trying to change their ceiling
2: right and now and they've turned themselves into one of the biggest pop bands yeah, around
0: before.
2: yeah um and so i think paramore could also be well on their way because at the same time paramore paramore is the one with the grammy
1: are fallout boy rock and roll hall of famers I think you gotta go yes at this point. That's a tough question. I don't a really like of that. I would not put Paramore in there. I don't think they get there.
0: I think Fall Out Boy has a better chance than anybody from that era. Okay. I I would I, agreed, but I would if put my Panic close. Romance stayed
1: together. I think we
0: would be having a different discussion. Right? If they wrote another Blackbird, I think we're having a different discussion. But I don't even think they needed to do that. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think I think Panic at the Disco doesn't get enough credit as they deserve.
1: Well, there's I, the, the thing is I think like because this is the what's what's the album coming out. Pray for the Wicked. Something like right? that. So that's going to be the third album ever, or the fourth album now, where Brendan Yuri is the lead songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Brendan Urie is 31 years old. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. He
0: wrote Fever You Can't Tweet Out when he was, like, 17. Yeah. Like, insane. So, <laughs> no 17-year-old. At 17,
2: got... I was, like, trying not to crash my car and, like, crying over the SATs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> he was crying over, you know, vaudeville, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is, and, But
2: also, I think, and we can save... My entire thoughts on Brandon I have a ton of great things to say about (laughs) him later. But also just to note that he also, in between album cycles, did a run on Kinky Boots on Broadway. So just kind of a really talented. But so I think it's just interesting to see that these bands that have survived since that time have all transformed. One have gone the pop route, but also not sounding similar. Yeah. So, obviously, it does have something where you could say, I know, what, what do you guys say to the argument that these bands have sold out? I
0: don't um, think it's sold out. I think it's adapted.
1: Like, listen, like, if, if like, Z100 came to us and offered us, like, a million-dollar contract to be, like, the official email podcast of Z100, like... You guys better believe I'm taking it. No, we're doing you know, it. Like, is <laughs> that selling out? Maybe, but like... First of all, I'll be like, who's listening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's the audience here? We're one episode <laughs> deep we get a million dollar offers. My, That's awesome. My mom and dad are going We to may start. want to hold out
1: for higher we're offers. We're going to hold out but, for, um, them for the big bucks. But no, I, I mean, like, I think selling out, like, I, I don't know. It's uh, not... I, I, I don't if believe it If you asked me when Infinity on High came out, our follow Boy sales, would have been like, yup, absolutely. But you know what? Like, like isn't the... isn't and maybe for some bands it's not, but I think definitely in Fall Out Boys' case it was. Isn't the point of making music like trying to get it out and reach as many people as possible with it? I certainly think that was a goal of Fall Out Boys, and they've done that. I don't think they've compromised they've done in any that way. Many, many they times certainly times over. didn't compromise when they came back from the hiatus. I don't think they compromised necessarily with American Beauty, American Psycho. I think they've always kind of done things their way. So, no, I don't. I mean, you know, but who cares? Like I'm, I'm a 26 year old, like overweight white dude. Like who cares if I think <laughs> fallout boys sold out, you know, like I still bump under the court. Tree. I still yeah. bump Chicago. So two years ago, I can handle infinity on high if it's being played front to back at a party, but I do question the choice. And, go too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so, so no, like if you'd asked me when I was younger, I would have given the sellout term to anybody. Sellout I would have given out, the sellout term to like out. the devil wears Prada and Chiodos. If you let me when I was a teenager, but now sold it's like out. you know what, like it's so like the the way that popularity and, and and music works can just be so fickle sometimes that like even something that you perceive as selling out probably isn't. It's just you know the three to six individuals involved in the making of the music of the band just kind of decided that this is the best decision that they made for them as individuals. They make music on their
0: terms and like I yeah. can't help but respect that. Their entire right. career they've done that and I mean it's it's honestly served them really well.
1: Yeah, and here's here's the thing that I think Fallout Boy like ended up I, I think I this is one of the things that I kinda of chalk up Fall Out Boy's change to. They just got better. Yeah. You know like like from like yeah Take This to Your Grave is, like, it's super good. great, but, like, how many of those songs sound exactly the same after a while? Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I, things in up. I think Infinity High kind of runs together because it's such a long album. Like, there's some of, but, like, now that they've come back, like, you can just tell that they are such a better, they're such, they're much more talented as musicians already. And even, like, just think about Patrick Stump's vocal range. Right. He is, he is unbelievably better now than he was when he was, you know, when he, even when they were writing at Folly. I think right now he's like at the his best prom. he's ever been.
2: I also think that for anyone that gives the sold out argument is thinking, well, you mentioned lyrical content earlier, mm-hmm. um, is that there comes a time where you don't want to hear people in their mid-20s, late-20s, 30s crying in that yeah, way. Yeah, crying about how they got
1: stood up at prom.
2: Right. And so there has to be an amount of emotional growth involved before it gets creepy. Of course. Um, so I think that that's also part of the range is that you can't... I forget which album I was listening to recently, but I was. I remember like listening to it and being like, ugh, they've been doing this a while. Where you <laughs> yeah. need to have the emotional growth where you can't always be whining about the girl that stood you up or the girl that left you or right. how you're left heartbroken like that. Yeah. Because after a while, it's like, it's probably you, dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, even part of like, like, Pete Wentz has obviously be- became at the height of Fall Out was popularity. Like, he was the tab, like, magnate dating Ashley, like with Simpson. Ashley Simpson. And, like, yeah, yeah, they have a kid together. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> Ron probably right. Is, is that's his, such an outrageous then, name for a child? Yeah, I can't think of his other. He's, his he another his one with Ashley Simpson
2: is named. Daughter.
0: Ashley Simpson really made the wow. rounds with like mid two thousand stars. Ryan, Ryan Cabrera. Cabrera.
1: <laughs> I want to throw Ashley I feel, Parker Angel's name
0: out there, but I, I don't like think she that's was. it. Uh, she Ashley was Parker Angel Ryan had Cabrera an MTV Cabrera.
2: show, and I think it was either no. his fiance no. or girlfriend or at minimum baby mama was yeah. in the show with him right. and it ended with yeah. them having the baby what a, they yeah. had
0: one You're hit right. song let you go was like yeah. the only ashley parker angel song right? yeah
2: but i also wonder if he's still doing shows or has some real job out there because i would say the same thing like oh ryan cabrera isn't doing music until he, he to,
0: until he plays at until until right. your college he played at tc yeah. when we were there mm-hmm. oh wow uh, I didn't go. No, honestly. it was it was when it was when Maddie and I were seniors. It was okay.
2: when we were seniors, and it was in Mayo Concert Hall. So it was like, which small. was in uh, yeah, like kind of where, yeah, it's a seated <laughs> venue. Super weird, that, classy. Yeah, concerts, are, like uh, concerts that you would buy. I'm trying to phrase this the right way, um, like classical music. Like the people that are music majors perform there, <laughs> Not and
1: mine. then then yeah, Famous and. Cellists yeah go there to play and, and
2: also then, the
0: author of on the way down
2: yeah and then everyone else is in a separate venue and for some yeah. reason ryan cabrera got the place where classical musicians perform and do their thesis it's such a uh head head so very actually, fitting yeah. for the guy with frosted tips
0: yeah the frosted tips were very very good yeah. very very, very good they're they hot Clearly. at the time i mean ashley simpson like was remember she was in the On the Way Down music video? Yeah, they were in love. They were in love, obviously. She they, they had, used
1: her one of her music videos was used to like prep the reality show that she had. Yeah, I wish TV, I remember the TV TV name of it, which was
2: yeah at the same time as Ashley perfect. Parker Angel show. All of it, I think, was probably back in like two thousand three, two thousand four. So like we know a lot about. Yeah to like 15-year-old MTV reality <laughs> shows which is probably what says Sad. a lot about my about me as a person Just but smiling, here we are
1: yeah. Speaking of which Jersey Shore, family vacation new episodes are coming out. So I watched yeah, the I mean, intro to, to that. that. That's so weird.
2: I watched the intro to that and what was funny was when Jersey Shore came out in high school. Yeah. Uh there was a I big was there was a big thing about how only one of them was from New Jersey. Yeah. Only Sammy's sweetheart was from New Jersey, so I'm why are they calling... i So... <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was so, like, is he going to say it? Uh, yeah. it's was like, he going to say going to say it.
2: <laughs> so... It was a whole thing about how she doesn't rep, this isn't how new people in New Jersey are. There's only one from New Jersey, and she's not even the worst one. Blah, 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 now blah. It's blah. Like they now it's like, now all of them the live in New like, Jersey. Jesus! Well, no. So I was watching because now I'm like, all right, where do these people live? And then they were showing all their houses, and I'm like, hmm, I made a mistake in my life. That's where they live, and <laughs> I, like, this is where I live.
0: What happened here?
2: Uh, but so, like, one of them is in Florham Park, one of them is in Jackson, one of them is in Long Branch. And then the fourth is somewhere else around here, too. So now four of them live in New Jersey. Not including Sammy Sweetheart because the sweetest bitch you've ever met she, she will not come back. she
0: and she won't come. She back won't come
2: back. Show. So I don't. I don't know. So, she said
0: re- no. She, what she said is. Like, Did she come back
2: like, last night? Don't tell me. No,
0: no, no, oh, no, no. She, she said, said, yeah. Oh. She's like, I'm in a really good place in my life, and I don't want to ruin it with like toxic energy, yada yada. yada, yada. Brand new relationship
1: too. Yeah. yeah. I was, saw. Well,
2: I saw the beginning where all of them were were bashing her relationship.
1: out there. At the house and. His girlfriend the was like seven months pregnant. When they
0: were filming. Stuck his head in between two cocktails, <laughs> <with> his breasts <laughs> and made out with multiple Dear fat women. Sam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when that's you like, left well, Karma last that. night, that's,
0: that's, like that's we know that.
2: Uh, one of uh, my favorite things I've any? ever seen on the internet was somebody getting Snooki's letter, where it was like the "Dear Sam" letter yeah. printed on a blanket.
0: I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we got a little. We were featured video. on a
1: lot of MTV reality shows <laughs> yeah. as the background music. Probably on the after a while. You remember um, The Hills? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> is probably on an episode of The Hills. They probably wrote his character in the <laughs> reality show.
0: I think, I think this goes back to the point that we were making about how, like, they were stars. I mean, yeah, they were
1: really thrust in it. Like, they, like, when the emo wave hit, when you had your Jimmy Eat World, your My Chemical Romances, your Fall Boy, for whatever reason, you know, like, fallout boy was the one that got like the celebrity cloud they yeah. had the they had the movie cameo in that movie sex drive, sex like, drive yeah. like they were just like and it, like you couldn't figure out I think why it was the, i think it was like the swagger that they had yeah. and i
2: think it was too i don't remember specifically but there must have been some specific press moves or marketing moves involved specifically for pete and patrick because I don't think the other two had the celebrity status in the early to early to no. mid two thousands as Pete and Patrick just did. Pete, I yeah. think and Patrick was had some like of it because it. as a frontman of any band, you kind sure. of have some. But right. honestly, I think Pete becoming a sex symbol of sorts, yeah. um, maybe starting with that nude photo. I
1: was gonna say <laughs> um, like he had nudes, like, so like he was quite. I mean, like um, quite I'm sexy. <laughs> So, like, world.
2: he had nudes leaked back yeah. when that was a big deal.
1: Oh so, okay. yeah, like, he, Pete Wentz just acquires the celebrity status. He gets the tabloids, and it was just, like, I, I think, like, all of that was just reaching a fever pitch. How and about Kim Kardashian in
0: the Thanks for the Memories video? Wow. Like, right as the, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians is
1: about to start. See, like, that to me is the most emblematic thing of Out Boy. Like, they were so intertwined in society. Like, they have such a unique place. Like, other than any emo band, really, that you can think of, even more so than Panic at the Disco, although with Brendan Urie being on Broadway now, he's it's gonna different. kind of reach his scope. But it's a lot different than Kim Kardashian from a pop being culture a Fall out Boy Music from, from a
0: pop culture aspect, it's like you look back at two thousand and seven when that came out. Seven or eight. That yeah. was like right about when like the Kardashians were coming into the public eye and like really starting to make a name for themselves. A simpler
1: time.
2: I'm gonna say it. Fall Out Boy broke the Kardashians.
0: Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> was and it. it was just such a, it's just such an interesting thing to look back on because you, you watch the laser video and you're like, oh, I've seen that person. And then you look back on yeah. it now and you're like, and realize that it is, is one of the most famous people on
1: the face of the planet. Yeah. I, well, and think about it this, who speaks the first word of Infinity on High? Jay-Z. Yeah. Oh, you know, I forgot about he got, that. He does the like, the little like hype man intro to Thriller. Yeah. You know, like, they had, little, they had Lil, they had, at that move. time, they had a lesser known rapper named Lil Wayne on a song in <laughs> Folly I Do. Yeah. You know, like, it was, they, and, like, that's the, that's the most interesting part of their band, of this band, is, like, their scope and, like, what they've ended up, like, they've just found a way to weave themselves into pop music for the last decade. Yeah. What's for, interesting, it too. it's such a source that, like, we never would have expected right. an emo band to be like, like that. Like, you listen
0: to Take to See Your Grave, and even, like... Even from under the cork tree, like most of that album is like pretty pure emo. And I then, would think, yeah.
1: I would think, um, I would think, from under the cork tree even leans more emo than than grave than grave does. Yeah, yeah, because like I just like all of that is like angsty pop punk right. to me, and then like they <laughs> kind of, they kind of so, <laughs> well, they just pulled so up an issue so of what was it, Cosmo Girl? Of Cosmo Girl, yeah. So now, so cover, now I'm going. Good at it. I am now
2: focused on the emo dreamboat eyeshadow. yeah so if we're talking about kind of how that he be, like pete west wentz specifically became a sex symbol he is the one that has uh an album cover on cosmo girl uh of him in full emo glory with the long straightened hair and the tattoos showing and the eyeliner yeah. with oh, uh, yeah. Fall Out boys it's pete wentz girls up, don't need makeup shirt. to be hot
0: so you've heard well, here first. Oh, well, he's the wearing problem.
2: makeup. But I think that's just a testament to like you, like they were on the Kerrang and they were on. You know, I don't They're, know. If,
1: I mean, yeah, if alt press getting them to be on the cover was like a huge deal because like alt press just became like so beneath them. Right when they were in their heyday. So like, did Fall put get a Rolling Stone cover ever? Probably. They must have. I mean, right? think about. I the Disco got one when Fever came out. Think
0: about how big they were right after like Cork Tree came out and they saw like all that success from the three singles on that album. Yeah,
2: just yeah they did let me see if I can find a date on and back in two thousand seven.
0: Yeah. Okay. that's right so about when kidding, uh, Infinity was coming out. Yep. Yeah.
2: But so even then what's funny about their Rolling Stone cover, still to kind of go back to how they were kind of how Pete Wentz and Patrick became more of celebrities within themselves and these icons. Right is that so you know they all have stylists and stuff like that when they get these yeah. magazine covers but right. still it's Pete Wentz shirtless uh, <laughs> yeah. with eyeliner on while everybody else is in you there's know vest hats there's a
1: banner that's going over Joe Troman's <laughs> face just nuts. and then like the fallout boy is covering up to Andy Hurley's neck
2: and like yeah and half of Patrick so, like, Stump and so the- those
1: two how, how could you have all of that happening to you constantly and not be like can we just not do this for a <laughs> while you know, like, two years later, two years later, we, we thought we would never see Fall Out Boy play again. Yeah. You know, that's... And then, that's, like, I think that's that's quite emblematic of, of how fame can work, is, like, it can be gone in, like, two seconds. But, like, did you guys, like, pay attention to any of the post-hiatus stuff that they did? No. Um, so, like, Patrick did his solo stuff. No, he actually opened up for uh, a Panic! at the Disco tour. Right. right. That I was able to catch. It was a cool tour. Like, it was definitely something, like, worth watching, like... He was cool like he did um, he did a cover in the air night which was awesome. He would like stop singing mid song like just go drum because he felt like it and stuff like that. And, like that was like when you saw like how talented he was right. and everything like that. Like Pete Wentz trying to do that Black Cards thing but that like never got off the ground, but Andy Hurley and Joe Truman, like they arguably had the most successful side project in quotes if you will with uh, the damn things where they yeah. got Scott Ian and I think the uh, another guitarist from Anthrax and Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die right, was singing like and that band ripped. Like They would have been such like if they if, if Fall Out Boy didn't come back from a hiatus they would have been such a great like butt rock band. <laughs> we would have pointed at them and be like all right, a lot of the stuff that SiriusXM Octane channel plays is garbage, but like sometimes you hear them play the damn things, and that's pretty cool. Coming up on our next episode,
0: we're doing an oral history of butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, a putting butt and oral
1: right that <laughs> close to each other in a sentence is really dangerous.
0: Thank God we're not
2: on, on air anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
2: Um, what I also think is notable about Patrick's stump when we're talking about how um, – Talented he is, and kind of where his career gone or has gone um, solo wise would be his features, because um, if you think back in like early two thousand five, he was on uh, Cupid's Chokehold, that Jim Class, yeah. Hero song. And
1: then Jim off, Class Heroes song, which is back to back singles from Jim Class Heroes. Yeah, they needed song, that which was
2: a banger of a song. Yep. Still, Cupid's
1: Chokehold is a banger.
2: But also, you then fast forward where oh, they were, he f- was featured on. The Transit album...
1: Oh, my God. Um, what was the name of the song? That uh All on? Your Heart. Yeah. I, on don't listen I even and forget. bring it up to me, because he Transit and Fall Boy like, played the same day of the disastrous Skate and Surf 2013. Rest in which, Peace. Which they did in Six Flags. Six Flags. With and that it and rained one. the entire day. Yeah. So, Patrick Stump was planning on playing that song on stage with Transit, like, coming out and singing his part. Yeah. But, like... They had just started their nationwide comeback tour, and it was raining all day. And so I'm sure he was. He didn't want
2: to risk it. I can't
1: just be out here in the rain singing with like some band with like eight thousand Twitter followers. (laughs) Like, like it would have been cool, but like I can't do it. Like he tweeted out an apology that I checked on my phone. Like right before Transit started playing, I was like, we just missed the only chance ever to see to see that to see him play that song. Did he
2: produce the album, or do we know how that feature happened?
1: I I think they just reached out to him. So like Somehow, also like they had a common Patrick connection was just
0: bored.
2: So like also a, how a crazy is that though? So you heard yeah. him like, and he did a whole bunch of other weird features. Like he was on like a Taiga song at some point. Jesus um, if you remember
1: my I think connection with that or Decay Dance or something. Um, whatever. Taiga and Travis McCoy are cousins, I think. What? I'm look that <laughs> up. Sorry, that's, that's way off the rails, but that's I'm absurd. pretty sure they're cousins.
2: But so, but so, either way, like him on a Taiga song.
0: Weird. Weird.
2: Um. If you remember who Cruella was, he was on a Cruella song at some point.
0: They
1: played a TCNJ too. I don't uh,
0: know.
2: Useless. Well, I don't know why they, anybody would do that.
1: Okay, if we haven't mentioned this in the introduction segment yet, all of us met... At the College of New Jersey, so when we say TCNJ, that's what we mean. Sorry.
2: Um, and TCNJ has a fantastic music scene, so you'll hear probably a bunch about we,
0: it. We did see Paramore there once, and they played probably the worst setlist ever <laughs> of all time. I am adding you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: even here to defend himself. Uh, yeah, that, so. you can
2: tag him in the show notes. Um, so, but I think the transit thing was really interesting because it was back in 2011. So I guess like Patrick Stump isn't up to too much but goes and ends up featuring on one of the greatest like album, to- uh, emo albums in recent history.
1: What am I missing?
2: Isn't it interesting?
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's great. But like, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank.
2: Uh, the When he was featured on Transits, Listen oh,
1: and Forgive. Oh, okay. I was like, wow. You, I was like, oh, I'm surprised you think Listen and Forgive is that regarded. I thought that was only me. Sorry.
2: No, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's yeah. withheld the test of time. But I also think it's cool that when you listen back to it, Especially, which I did recently, where I was listening to it and I was like, is this Patrick Stump?
1: Yeah, and right. it was because
2: you almost forget, like, what yeah. what the heck is Patrick Stump doing on a, tran- like, Transit's first album? Yeah. Right?
1: That's Right? It was their second, but okay. it was their first on Rise. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, for a lot of people, it was the first time they'd ever heard of Transit.
2: Right, and all of a sudden, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, what? And yeah. I was like, this can't be Patrick Stump. And so then I had to Google it and I was like, no, it is. And I guess he was just bored and, like, found a good album? I don't know, yeah. but
0: if I had to say, like, one thing about Fall Out Boy, I would say that they are the defining band of, like, that emo pop-punk that pervade into the mainstream. Yeah. Like, they are that defining band to me.
1: And, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, they
0: know? had one, They had probably the best pop-punk record mm-hmm. of all time in Corktree, and, yeah. I mean it's hard to to kind of like you said argue against the fact that they define that era for those types of bands.
1: Yeah, and and now they're trying to redefine themselves, which I think is is super interesting cuz yeah. like whether I end up liking their new stuff or not, like Fall Out Boy has my full attention. Absolutely. Like, like I'm always going to want to know when they're putting out new work. I'm always going to want to know who they're touring with, when they're touring, can I go? Is it on a school night? <laughs> like all that stuff. Like I want to know that because like At the very least, they're an extremely compelling band. Like, the next step that they take is always going to be something that you never quite expected. Right.
2: Yeah, I think at this point, I am a fan for life.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I'm going to
2: continue to be interested. And while American Beauty, American Psycho was not my thing... And while Mania, not really my thing. I didn't
0: mind the first couple singles. I haven't really dealt with Last, of, into the Last of the Real
2: Ones is a banger and a half. Ones is
0: awesome. So I like that's Wilson what. Too.
2: And so while the album as a whole might not be for me, I'm sold on that single being like they still got it. I'll still listen to anything that they put out. Um, so I think at the very least, they always, with anything they put out, have the opportunity for a first listen. I'll always be interested.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, they certainly haven't become one of those bands where like if I am like talking to. Like someone from the younger generation that I end up running into at a show or something, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I really like the new Fall Out Boy album." I'm not gonna be like, "Ugh, like, yeah." I'm not gonna be that snob. You're gonna be like, "Cool, I'm just like, that's oh, great." Really? Like I remember when Fall Out Boy like played real guitars. I into their older <laughs> stuff too yeah. because it's translatable. Yeah, like like you could easily see somebody who really likes Mania going back to Folly Ado. For example, listening to, like, Water Buffaloes and be like, wow, like, this is, this is a really different thing for Fall Out Boy to do. But then you hear, like, I forget what song it was. It was the one with Lil Wayne on it. I just can't remember <laughs> the title right now. Because, which is something that we probably should have brought up, all of their song titles are really friggin' long. And that's, have nothing that's to really do with it. their
2: songs at all.
1: Nothing really to do with anything. In some cases. That's the
2: only uh, reason I can remember the last of the real ones is because they just keep saying it, so that one's stuck. But at least the
1: words are short <laughs> in that one, you know what I mean? Like,
2: And it sounds kind of like yeah. one words when they sing it. <laughs> last of the
0: real ones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, saying like the guy from Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs>
1: Why did that come
0: up? I'm I sorry. don't know. Um, but, I mean, it as a closer, let's rank. If you had to rank their albums, let's go around the
1: table and do that. No. No? You can't do it? I, I'll do it, but I don't like it. Um, I don't I think, like it. I think my, my favorite album from them is Courtry, Court so Tree. let's just throw that up at one. I think i got to go Grave 2, Folly I Do 3, Save Rock and Roll 3. That's right, we have a tie. <laughs> three and um, uh, I'll put four, I'll go Infinity on High, Mania 5. Beauty psycho
0: six. I would put Beauty and Psycho like four hundred and ninety six. And we're not
1: I, putting. Uh, and we're not putting evening out. We're not regarding evening out with your girlfriend. No, because I don't the, because the band doesn't regard it at all. So why would so we'll put, we'll my take ranking that out. is exactly the same as
0: that? So I will not repeat myself. Okay. Maddie, any uh,
1: any
0: thoughts? Any idea? Um,
2: so I feel like Folly and Infinity can be interchangeable on mine. It
0: depends for me. Okay.
2: Um, I infinity has grown on me a lot since then but i do understand the perspective of a lot of it sounding similar yeah. um i usually take that album in as a whole not track by track which is why i like it because i look at it as a one kind of work as opposed I to a see bunch it, of tracks I definitely it. so see why. i like that so as long as you buckle up for the ride of the album i think you can take it in as what it's worth um so i would say those can be interchangeable to me based on what i'm looking for but if i had to be steadfast i would say cork tree take this to your grave infinity folly sorry no from under the cork tree take this to your grave save rock and roll mm. infinity and high folly Actually, mania.
0: that was what i meant to say i change i put save rock and roll three infinity for folly uh, oh so you don't have a tie no i don't have a tie I think Save Rock and Roll is still like a, just a magnificent record to this day. Yeah. It's so.
2: it's an album full of bangers. Yeah, like I don't think there's any song that comes on where I don't. I I tend to listen to it at work yeah. where it's like four o'clock on a Friday and I'm like, let's if, do this.
1: If you, if like, you, if you throw on the favorite, Phoenix at any time, yeah. you're just like And then you skull. just yeah, you I just throw hear- on the Phoenix every time like I need to get pumped up or something yeah. like yeah. you'll see it. Like I tweet it every time hashtag Put on your war paint in all capital letters like. When I need to pump myself ready up, that's go. a song that I go to. Yeah. Well, when this I, was... like, really want to like feel weird about like my ex girlfriends. <laughs> I throw on Miss Missing You. Like there's Miss a song for everything. <laughs> Alone on together that album. Oh. Yeah, like Young Volcanoes. Yeah. Like we'd be here for three hours if we yeah. went like track. If by we go track by <laughs> track, we would be. Yeah, we're already at 45 minutes, which is. Insane. Honestly, pretty good for us. Like this could have easily been an hour and fifty. I think minutes, it was like
0: a good discussion. I think we got a lot of like things out there that we talked like have talked about
1: privately. And I
2: think like, like a solid seven and a half minutes were also about MTV reality shows, and, so that'll be Vanessa
1: a different Hudgens, day. Which I'm gonna cut. <laughs> yeah. and, and so and if you'll hear sure. us talking about Vanessa Hudgens right now and have no idea what we're talking about. All right, Follow Out Boy forever. Fall out boy, you know, forever. fall out boy forever. Let's let's
0: hope that they do a. Year never tour gonna happen for Infinity
1: on High. You can tell me they're gonna do an anniversary tour for blank. I would have said no, no, never. Final
0: thought: I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off as like a top three song title of all time.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And on that note, and that's it.
1: Thanks for the memories. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect.
0: Alright everybody, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our retrospective and just talk
1: about Fall Out Boy's career, where they're at now, and what we see them doing in the future. Please add us, as we said uh, at the end of the one Years episode. We Absolutely. love hearing about it. We love talking about this stuff, clearly. Uh, we filled yet another hour about basically one band. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the Fall Out Boy discussion, it's always one that's uh, that's interesting, it's spirited. <laughs> everybody kind of always feels... Very strongly one way or the other about them, and I think that's kind of a, a testament to their staying power. Quick side
0: note: the Fall Out Boy discussion is what made us want to start this show. Don and I yeah. were traveling. We were just going to Jersey, see Maddie, yeah, in Jersey City, and and we were like, we, were, we should just be recording. This. We were literally we talked about Fall Out Boy for thirty minutes non-stop just non-stop and i was like dude this yeah. would be a great idea for us to just talk about
1: yeah and it did so recommendation for this week follow your dreams mm-hmm. and uh if you have a 30 minute conversation about one thing on a train without stopping for a drink or a pee break then you're probably gonna want to host a podcast also it's 2018 literally a mic cost 30 dollars
0: and, and this is the most fun ever so it's yeah. great everybody <laughs> can have a podcast it yeah. doesn't matter
1: um so let's get to our daily mixes. Yes, this so is a, this, this is, is my favorite segment of the show. Yes, by the way, we've right. got yeah, and and we're so young, like too, like it's it's so young, but we already have like a staying power. St- I I absolutely um, love this segment. segment. Yeah. So uh, the garden segments, there they are. Um, <laughs> so this is from my daily mix one, okay. which I feel is very good because I feel like this is m- the most indicative of my listening habits. So first we got Skipping Stone from Transit. Uh, album i've uh, listened to forgive i love it Big fan. uh blood on the sand from thrice to be everywhere to be nowhere my favorite thrice album the beach from all-time low which i actually brought up when we were talking earlier. about the all-time low <laughs> yep, uh, tiny raindrop from balance and composure wow that I was cry like, tiny raindrops that every was time i think about the that was a that hard, hard left turn from, it was from that mix well get ready for another one because the next one is whoa oh me versus everyone from forever the sickest kids yeah! Wow! Somehow the, those all fit together. Yeah, but uh, but go yeah, an inter- it. so it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I've been doing like <laughs> I've been like going through like pop rock and then like really heavy stuff, and yep. then like I'll go pop rock and then back to really heavy stuff, mm-hmm. and then I'll start really heavy and then I'll go pop rock. So I think that's where that came from. But yeah, some really good ones in there.
0: Um, yeah, that's a. I, by the way, the balance and composure breakup. I didn't know that they actually. Bro- I love and composure, yeah. and then I didn't know they actually broke up until one day yeah. you said. Yeah, and Balance and Composure broke up.
1: I was
0: yeah, I was upset.
1: That was, yeah, that's a that's a tough one to take because you know the, creatively they were just so far ahead of the curve of everybody else that they came up with, and so I feel like like they're going to be sorely missed because they were really good live too. Like they mm-hmm. they did a lot of different stuff with their arrangements and stuff like that, and so they were always interesting to see. One of the first concerts you and I went to together was Manchester Orchestra and Balance and Composure
0: and sea haven was no know, um god i'm forgetting his name the lead mm-hmm. singer of balance no the lead oh john singer, simmons john simmons at siren records that's right down. yeah that was
1: really cool yeah
0: that was really it was cool. a good show um so this is my daily mix two this is all 90s and early 2000s pop rock oh let's go so the first song is how's it how's it gonna be by third eye blind can't go wrong off with their that. self-titled album now, Third Eye Blind's self-titled album is one of my favorite albums of all time. I'd probably put it top five. Mm-hmm. It's front to back, one of the best pop rock albums ever written. And to this day, sounds like it could have been made a year ago and not almost. Uh, that album came out in 1997, so 21 it's 21 years, years old. Old enough to drink. I got the 20-year edition vinyl last year sure when that's it came right, out. That's right. So my second is My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. <laughs> that's just... Oh, it's a great song that's a member berry song yeah for sure and it's one of those songs that comes on in the car and you have to sing it yep The third every this single time is very a, loud this too. is an interesting one Runaway Train by Soul Asylum okay it's a real sad song very Two Princes by The Spin Doctors that one's awesome and I have to say <laughs> I have to say I have listened to that whole CD A Pocket Full of Kryptonite really people don't give The Spin Doctors enough credit damn
1: that's, that's a, a take that's a take for that's you take. that's a take that's a good one
0: for you and I want the, I want to just sneak this last one in here, because this one really came out of nowhere. "Let It Happen" by Jimmy E. World off Chase This
1: Light. Well, I mean, you know what though? It like now that I've thought about it for the na- last five seconds, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely, like, like that that is like the that is a very quintessential '90s pop rock sounding song. That came. That out opening in... acoustic guitar lick is yep. perfect. Oh, I love the, that song. The huzz. At the end of every chorus, I mean that song's great. That's become one of my favorite Jimmy Me too. World songs. Sneaky, um, yeah. It, people slept on Chase this like big time because um, I mean they had the huge single with Big Casino, mm-hmm. and you thought that like they had it with uh, they had it with Bleed American, Pain and Work from Futures really kept their momentum rolling, and then all of a sudden it just seemed like they just fell off a cliff. It fizzled out and really, quickly. it's not because of the quality of their music. Like they are really really good. Um, I had. You are free from Integrity Blues, which came out two years ago. They just put out two new songs, Mm -hmm. um, "Love Never" and "Half Heart." I mean, like they are on a they've been on a roll basically since Clarity came out in '99. Which, by the way, Clarity turns 20 next year, and that was really the album that started this whole 10 year anniversary tour trend. Yeah. So, like, it would be interesting to see if Clarity gets a 10 year tour and then a 20 year tour next year because I would go because I missed the 10 year tour. Oh, you did. I, I didn't go. Yeah, okay. because I, number one, I like wasn't super into Jimmy World at the time, and right. number two, I didn't know Clarity at all, and right. now I do, and now I really do. So, I think know, I'm looking forward to seeing if they if they do it. An interesting
0: point to be made is: can you consider Clarity one of the formative albums of the emo genre? I mean, I, I think say yes. Ha- I think you have Absolutely. to. I think
1: you have to because that really put them on the map. It really kind of gave it like you gotta you gotta think about that you gotta think about four minute mile from the Get Up Kids. I think those are the two that like that are sticking out in my head right now. We could do a whole episode on this. Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, the American Football Football first album was just unbelievable. So. Um, yeah, I'm, now my gears are turning. I'm, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to go too far off the hinges. But that's a, yeah, you're right. Clarity is absolutely one of the formative emo albums. One last note. I The first time I ever heard Goodbye
0: Sky Harbor, the full, what is it, 16 minute version, yeah. I, I was like, okay, I see what this band's doing. Yeah. And I like it. I see what's going on. <laughs> um, so we're going to finish out with our recommendations for the week. No, yeah. What do you got?
1: Well, uh, Avengers Infinity War Update, I've now seen it five times in theater. Fantastic. Um, Deadpool 2 was very good. Uh, I haven't seen solo yet, but I mean it's summer blockbuster season. Mm-hmm. It's it's time for Donald to go to the movies. Uh so I recommend getting Movie Pass if you're the same as me because it's a it's a wonderful service. This is not an ad read. Please sponsor us movie yeah, pass. Yeah, this would be this is your open invitation, Movie Pass. Like you've like you've got someone who uses your product who can speak of its convenience. A but lot. anyway, um yeah, go to the movies, get movie pass. That's it. Yeah, support. Check us out at Ball. Support. I'll be theaters. in a fanny pack. I will oh
0: Man, I forgot to order my fanny pack. Oh, that's I guess so we're gonna have to rough. share
1: mine. That's so rough. Man. Oh man. My
0: recommendation for the week is a new front bottoms EP. It's not as new now; it's a couple weeks old. Yeah. But I listened to it when it first came out, and I think I went back to it again last week. It is called Tie Dye Dragon, correct? Or is that that's, just, one, of that's songs, one of the songs? I, the, I can't remember and, the name. Anne. Anne. Okay. Because
1: it's they did two EPs after their grandmother's. Right. So, Rose came out in between. I think it was Talon and back on top. Yep. And now Anne's coming out between um Going Gray and whatever they've got coming next. I'll piggyback that too, because I've been jamming Going Gray a lot. Yeah. I think that's gonna be a great I was summer. Say that. That's gonna be a great like chill out with your friends by the campfire type of summer album. Not like a driving down the parkway no. type of summer album. Like that's what you throw on like when the night's winding down. Right. And you're kinda realizing like okay I drank a little too much. Like I gotta <laughs> I gotta like calm down and like eat some saltine crackers right out of the sleeve. I haven't done that I before. I do that anyway. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, so I'm not alone then. So yeah, so uh, yeah. I, I think going great. Happy summer. Happy
0: summer. It's awesome. Memorial Day weekend is come and gone, and, and we are finally getting to the warmer weather and yes. summer concert season, outdoor concert season. So Yeah, we
1: will see everybody there, and we will see everybody in two weeks. Uh, we have no idea what band we're going to do. I have a feeling that we're going to see either the Menzingers, Manchester Orchestra, the Gaslight Anthem at Gov Ball, and be like, we have to do... An episode about one of those three, but we'll see. The problem is if we do a gas and anthem episode, it would have to be. Yeah, I don't know if our listeners are ready long. for a, for a two hour episode. I feel like one hour is like right in our wheelhouse. Right
0: yeah. So um, that that does it for me. One the, the last point on the front bottoms, I think Grand Finale when it's all said and done is going to end up probably being a top five song. That's such a great for song me from them. from them. And I think the front bottoms are one of the bands that should get big, but they won't just because yeah. of how hard they are to listen to for people who don't like them
1: yeah they're 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 a tough sell but like you see them live and you get it
0: oh yeah absolutely so hopefully you know
1: if you're on the fence go see
0: them and you'll get it they're playing C here now in asbury park yes, they are. in the end of september so yep. um i'm definitely thinking about getting tickets to that and jack johnson too baby yeah it's got that one song that sounds like all the others he definitely does. Also, There's your take. Also, Incubus is playing. That's the. <laughs> There's that's, your parting take. We're going to end every show with, with a take. Thank <laughs> you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Later.